Well, again, Merry Christmas. This is, tonight we celebrate the, the second greatest feast of the entire liturgical year, only second to uh, Easter and the Lord's resurrection. We celebrate tonight the Feast of the Incarnation, that the eternal Word of God, indeed, God Himself, without loss of His divinity, without taking any, anything away from His divine Godhead, has become man. That he has taken upon himself our flesh, our human nature. That he has become one of us. And in doing so, he has become our Savior and our Redeemer. That is the theology that is behind this great feast day. But what does it really mean? What does it mean for my life and for your life? I'd like to share with you a little story that has helped me a lot to reflect on the great mysteries of the Christmas season. It goes like this. One day, a young boy comes running into his grandfather's room, and he's got big tears rolling down his cheeks, and he's saying, My friend has totally abandoned me. He's very mean, very unfair. And his grandfather says, well, tell me what has happened, you know. And so the little boy says, well, my friend and I were playing hide and seek, and I hid really well, and he couldn't find me. And so he he looked for me for a while, but then he just stopped looking and went home. And that was very mean, very unfair. And his old grandfather, you know, is at this point caressing his cheeks, wiping away his tears. But he's also begun to get tears in his own eyes. And he says to his grandson, he says, you're right, that was not kind. But think, God feels the same way. God is hiding and we are not seeking him. Imagine that. God is hiding and we people do nothing to search for him. Now, I find in that wonderful little story a lot of keys that help us to unlock the mysteries of Christmas from a couple of different angles. First of all, this idea of a God who is hiding. I think the human race has always had an intuition that God is hidden, that we have to, in some sense, search for God. The problem, of course, is that God is invisible, is inaudible, is immaterial. How can we find God? That is the real joy of Christmas. The real meaning of the mystery of the incarnation is that God has made himself visible, touchable, In the little body of an infant baby, we can hear his infant cry. He has made himself, if I can say it this way, findable. This is what Jesus means later on in his public ministry when he says, Blessed are your eyes because they have seen, and your ears because they have heard. For many, I tell you, desired to see what you see, but did not see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Or again, after the resurrection, he says to his apostle Thomas, he says, Come, take your fingers and put them in my hands. Take your your hand and put it in my side. This is the joy of Christmas, the joy of the incarnation, that God can be found, that he has made himself findable. Now, by the same token, though, to go back to this story of searching, 
if God has made himself able to be found, then by the very same token, he has become one thing among many things. And what that means is that it's all the more important for us to really search for God. Because it is not obvious to all people at all times that Jesus Christ really is God. It is not obvious to everyone that the gospel that he preaches is the one true faith, the one real way to live our life and to get to heaven. It is not obvious to all people that the church that he set up here as his body, his representative on earth, is the one holy Catholic apostolic church. That is not obvious. Rather, it is something that we must seek. Seek with faith. It is only by faith that we are able to really see and to find God. Because, you know, it's so easy to mistake things in this world. It's like the uh, story about the old lady who says to the teenage boy next door, she says, I've got a porch in the back of my house that I need painted. I'll give you 50 bucks if you'll paint it green for me. So the teenage boy goes off. He comes back about an hour later and he says... Ma'am, it's all finished. It's all painted green. But you know, uh, that's not a Porsche. It's a Lamborghini. (laughs) So easy to mistake things in life, you know. How do we know? How do we know that that politician is a good politician? Or that doctor is a good doctor? Or that priest is a good priest and won't do unspeakable things in his parish? Only if we really get to know that person. And that is how it is with God. Do we really search for God? Do we really search for Jesus Christ and get to know him? You know, we could say, uh, maybe I'm being unfair to the shepherds here, but let's look at the shepherds in the gospel today and the, the three wise men. You know, each of them, in some sense, searched for Christ. The shepherds in the gospel today, they're sent by the angel. They go, they see the child, they rejoice. And then you never hear about them again. But the magi, the three wise men, it takes them over a year of searching to finally arrive uh, at, the, at the crib or at the, the house, you know, and to see the Christ child. And then there's all kinds of legends about how they continue to search after that. How do we search Jesus Christ? Is it just a couple of days a year here and there throughout our life? Or do we search every day, year in and year out, like the three wise men? This is how we must search for God. A final key that uh, is part of this mystery of Christmas is as we think about a God that we search for and who is findable, we also remember that after all, the real meaning of the Incarnation is that God has first searched for us. It's not we who have searched for him first, but he who searched for us. He came down to be one of us. He is the good shepherd who goes in search of that one lost sheep. And so it doesn't matter what difficulties we are experiencing in our life, how dark our life might seem. We might feel like we've searched for God for a really long time and have not found him. But we know the mystery of Christmas reveals to us that Jesus Christ has found us. He is already with us. Let me read you the words of St. Augustine, one of the great doctors of the church. He had this experience in his life. He wrote very beautifully, 
Late have I loved you, O beauty, ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you. You were within me, but I was outside, and it was there that I searched for you. You were with me, but I was not with you. You called, you shouted, and you broke through my deafness. You flashed, you shone, and you dispelled my blindness. You breathed your fragrance on me. I drew in breath, and now I pant for you. This is what we celebrate at Christmas. The love of a God who has set out to find us. And so, as we rest assured in that faith, that God is searching for us, and that he has made himself findable, let us resolve even more to search for him, to search for him in his word, and in his community, and in his sacrament of the Eucharist, and then to be ready to go forth. And proclaim to the world that same great joy, that God is findable. Joy to the, Lord, to the world, the Lord has come. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord.